You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life. Today I want to look at the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah. It's a lot like the Psalms in a sense, it's poetry. And so there's a lot of imagery. It's Jeremiah who is prophesying against, speaking against uh, Judah because they're getting ready to be taken over by the Babylonians because of their idolatry, because of their rejection of God for generations. So the Babylonians are getting ready to come into Jerusalem and completely sack it and destroy the temple and remove some of the sharpest people and take them back to Babylon. And that will be some people like Daniel and others. And so there are other Old Testament books to be written at at that point. But Jeremiah is talking about why all this is happening. And so it's like the Psalms in the sense that it's poetry. It's not very encouraging poetry at many places because this is foretelling some terrible things that are getting ready to happen. But there's a passage in chapter 2, and there are some, by the way, some great passages in Jeremiah that are very um, prophetic, foreshadowing of Christ and what God is going to do in the bigger story, the larger story. But uh, this is one of these passages that is talking about what sin is and what, 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 what's happening in our heart and what's happening spiritually, what's happening in reality when we choose to sin. And it's been always one of these passages that's really helped me. It, the, the, the imagery helps me. The imagery motivates me. The imagery motivates me to want to obey God which is really a great thing. And then in that sense, it's very positive because wanting to obey God rather than feeling like guilty if I don't obey God are two radically different motivations and one will last and the other one won't. And so uh, this is the motive that lasts when it, when you put it in perspective, what do I really want? And that's what we see in Jeremiah chapter two. It's always been one of my favorite passages that I go to from time to time when I pray through scripture and here it is, Jeremiah 2, 11, I'm just going to read 11, 12, 13, and then we'll look at verse 19. So the middle of verse 11, God says, my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. That word changed, exchanged, it, it, to me, it means to barter. It means, uh, it's like, well, it's like a verse in Psalm 4 that says, the sorrows of those who have bartered for another God will be multiplied bartering or exchanging our glory, the glory of the God of the universe, the glory of the God who created everything that exists. And it's interesting because remember the apostle Paul describes the fallen human condition in Romans chapter one. And he says in verse 22, claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images and and so what what Paul is saying there is instead of having the immortal glorious god the god who is forever the god who created this universe the god who is in his very essence glory instead of being in god's glory participating in god's glory sharing in god's glory instead we exchange it we 
we we barter for something else. We'd rather have something else. And so we change, we exchange the glory of God, God says here in Jeremiah, we exchange it for something that does not profit. It's it, that word means it's it's worthless. We're changing the very glory of God when we sin for exchanging it for something worthless. It's going to be worthless to us. We think it's valuable to us. We think there's a glory to it. We think there's a pleasing satisfaction to it. But the promise is it's going to be absolutely worthless and bring nothing but sorrow in its own way. So I think the key thing here is that it's interesting that God says, my people have changed their glory. In other words, he's talking about him, but it's like we said in a few episodes ago, when we are in Christ, when we are in Christ is in us, his glory becomes our glory. We share in his glory. This is what it means to be human, to be in the image of God, to, to share in the image of God. And so God says, really what you're doing when you exchange my glory for something that's absolutely worthless and is going to bring sorrow in the end, you're exchanging your glory. You're, you're changing your glory and, and, and exchanging it for something that's going to make your life worthless. So he says in verse 12, Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. In other words, creation itself, when we really understand what we're doing, we're rejecting the God of creation, the God who created everything, the God whose glory is even beyond this universe. We are doing something so stupid that the universe itself is appalled. The universe itself is shocked. So he says in verse 13, My people have committed two evils. One, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. This is what sin is. Sin is forsaking the fountain. It's not just exchanging the glory of God for something worthless. It's it's forsaking the fountain of living waters. This is an image we see a lot in the Bible. Uh, remember that in Psalm 36, 9, we looked at that. It says, for with you is the fountain of life. Or think of Jesus talking to the woman at the well in John chapter 4. And he says, if you had any idea who was talking to you, you'd ask him for living water and he would give you living water. And Jesus went on to say, the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So remember, Psalm 36, with you is the fountain of life. Jesus says, I will give living water that will well up to eternal life. So the image of water here, the image of God being the fountain of living waters. Now, again, we have to use our imagination. What does that mean to you that God is a fountain of living water that wells up to eternal life? It's an eternal living water. It's eternal satisfaction. It is a quench of thirst eternally. It is a forever quenching of our thirst. It is a forever life-giving living water. The God who created us, created us in his glory, to create, created us to share in his glory. The God of this universe created us to share in his glory and to, to live a life, again, poetically speaking, drinking from his living water forever. This living water that gives life with a capital L forever, with a capital F, that God's life 
in us a fountain of living water, giving life to us forever. But when we sin, when we turn away from God, we're, he says, hewing out cisterns. Now, cisterns were holes in the ground that were like big places to store water. They weren't wells. They weren't a river underneath that they drew water from. It was like a big hole in the ground that they stored water in, and it would get rancid, and it would get everything you'd think about when you think of water being stored underground in a big hole. And God says, you're rejecting the fountain of living waters and you're hewing out your own hole in the ground, but it's broken. It can't even hold water. I like the way the NIV says it best. Verse 19, your, your wickedness will punish you. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake the Lord your God and have no awe of me, declares the Lord the Lord Almighty. Now think about that. This is what God says. It's Sin is its own punishment. It's like what he says in Psalm 4, uh, Psalm 16, 4. So I said Psalm 4 before about those who have sinned. Uh, I meant Psalm 16, 4, that the sorrows of those who have bartered for another God will be multiplied. That, that, that sins itself, he's saying here, your wickedness will punish you. Sin is its own punishment. Your backsliding will rebuke you. Consider then and realize how evil and bitter it is for you when you forsake Yahweh, your God, the I am, your God, and have no awe of me. When you have no awe of me, glory leaves your life. The awe that brings joy and gladness of heart leaves your life, and you're stuck with bitterness. You're stuck in a universe that's appalled and shocked at how you have and I have just turned away from the glory of this universe, the glory who brings glory in our lives. We've turned away from the fountain who brings living water forever in our lives, and we just dig a hole in the ground and try to find our own water, try to store our own water, but it's broken. It doesn't hold and it's his own punishment. And, and don't you realize how evil and bitter it is for you, God says, when you forsake Yahweh, the I am your God, and have no awe of me, declares the Lord Almighty, Yahweh Almighty. So again, this is not to make us feel guilty. This is to help us see really what's happening. You know how it is when you're, you're your own worst enemy. You hate it. And this passage is God trying to say, remember, sin is its own punishment. You're your own worst enemy when you forsake me. What you're doing is worthless. You're bringing, you're exchanging glory for worthlessness. You're exchanging something that brings life for something that's going to bring nothing but bitterness. So let's take a moment and pray through this and, and make this prayer a prayer that we can really start to soak in God as our living water and learn what that means to pray this kind of scripture to him and bring this Holy Spirit-inspired poem, this Holy Spirit-inspired prayer into our soul. Pray with me. Lord, you say in Jeremiah that even though I sin, I am your people. I'm still somebody that you say I'm yours. You're my father in heaven. 
And that defines who you are to me. You're my father in heaven, and it defines who I am to you. I'm your child, so I'm your people. You're not rejecting me. You're trying to help me. My people have changed their glory, exchanged their glory. I don't want to turn away from the only glory in the universe, the only true source of satisfaction of the glory that brings joy and awe and transcendence into my life, wonder into my life. I don't want to exchange the only glory in the universe for something small that is ultimately worthless. Forgive me for the sins where I've walked away from your glory, all sins, where I choose to walk away from your glory and exchange your glory for something small that ultimately is worthless. The universe itself is appalled at this. The universe itself is utterly shocked by this stupidity of my exchange, my bartering. I'll give this to get that. And what I gave was the glory of the universe to get that which is of no value. The universe is appalled. The universe is shocked when I do that. Help me be shocked and appalled at the stupidity of those times when I make that barter. Being jealous of something somebody has and it produces jealousy and envy in my heart. Being proud and insecure when somebody doesn't respect me and I go into a mode of self-preservation and maybe cutting somebody down or maybe bitterness or maybe anger or maybe resentment. All the ways that I'm bartering for another glory, I'm bartering for another God and bringing sorrow into my life instead of glory and transcendence. All the ways that I choose to find some sort of avenue of pleasure or avenue of life or avenue of, of finding satisfaction in ways that are away from your glory, away from you, the fountain of living waters. You're the only one who satisfies. You're the only one who brings satisfaction of life forever. You are Yahweh. You are the I am. You are life itself. You are are the fountain of life. You are the fountain of living waters. Jesus, you are the fountain of living waters. Drinking from you, the fountain of living waters will well up in me eternal life, eternal life with a capital L, eternal satisfaction, eternal glory, being in your presence, the presence of your glory, the fountain of living waters. I'm tired of hewing out broken cisterns, holes in the ground that have rancid water that eventually just drains dry. How long will it take before I learn my lesson that only you satisfy? Even if I have to wait for that satisfaction because I believe in the coming of your kingdom. Even if I have to wait for that satisfaction because I'm putting my faith in you, faith in your word, that you are trustworthy, that I can believe your word and you are faithful. And so I trust your word and I trust that you love me and I trust that you are true to your word. And this is true. You are the God of glory. You are the fountain of living waters. Everything else doesn't profit. It's a stupid exchange, and it's only trying to hew out a broken cistern in the ground that will not hold water. The sin itself, evil itself, will punish me because it's its own punishment. 
and that evil and the bitterness that I bring into my own life when I forsake Yahweh as my God, when I forsake Yahweh as my glory, and there's no more awe in my life of standing before you, bowing my head in submission to you, getting on my knees in submission to you as life itself, glory itself. You are God. You are the God who is my creator, and only you satisfy. Only with you is the fountain of life. You are the awe that my soul seeks, the glory that my soul seeks. So forgive me of my sins. Have mercy on me. Wake me up that I would see and live in you as the fountain of life and the glory that satisfies, the awe that brings transcendence and wonder and gladness and love and gratitude in my life. Jesus, you are the living water, the fountain of living water. And I come to you, I turn to you, I look to you. I turn away from my sin. I repent. And I come back to you as my Father heaven, my Father in heaven. I come back to you as my Father in heaven. I come back to you, Jesus, as living water. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.